Hello, and welcome to TV Time 3, episode 311. On this episode, we've got some renewal news, and then we'll be discussing recent episodes of The 100, Baby Daddy, The Blacklist, Marvel's Agent Carter, and Mom, plus a brief reality check and some TV recommendations at the end. You can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 311. I'm Amory from MyTakeOnTV.com. I'm Jason the TV Holic from TVholic.com. And I'm Ray. And she's Ray from the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's really funny. We've got some renewal news. We have a renewal news. I didn't read ahead. HBO <laughs> renews vinyl for a second season. It premiered to dismal ratings. It's horrible. But you don't have talent like that, including Martin Scorsese and... Uh, I guess Mick Jagger, unless you sign them for more than one season. So they they plunge on with their terrible show for a, for a second season. Yeah, I heard that basically like Scorsese came in and made a two-hour movie and then everybody else had to make a series past that. Yeah, I haven't even watched past it yet. It was the, <laughs> the first two hours were so painful. Yeah, and, that, and I haven't seen, unless somebody's like a huge music fan or something like that that you know of that era of music there seemed to be a little bit more positive like going forward past the that but i haven't seen much that's great review wise dennis quaid and meg ryan's son is fun for it and it didn't it doesn't really appeal to me as i don't know the type of show that it is so i have i haven't even watched or tried to watch the first uh yeah i already removed my the, the, the first couple hours and I don't really have any, any plans, plans to go back. Any plans to check it out? But if you liked it and you were a fan, you know you're going to at least get another season. Yeah, if you liked it and you were a fan, tell me why. Yes. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> that could be. Once, <laughs> again, once again, the question of the week. Except this time, <laughs> Amory wants to know. Yes. Why are you watching? Prime time already. Prime time. I literally just finished this show 20 minutes ago. Marvel's Agent Carter, Season 2, Episode 6, Life of the Party, and Episode 7, Monsters. I loved seeing Jarvis in glasses. That's my big takeaway from these two episodes. <laughs> Jarvis in glasses. Yeah, I really wish they would read Jack Thompson in on what's going on, because I feel like they could make Chad Michael Murray an asset instead of an adversary. Yeah, well, I did like, I did like when Jarvis sort of, like, at the party... <laughs> sort of told Jack off. I, as, him? As, I love that. When he stepped in front of the woman. <laughs> yeah, just, but the whole, but everything you kept saying to him, like you're, you know, you're, uh, you're basically on the wrong side of this. And yeah, but then he sort of is, I mean, he doesn't know everything they found out recently, but he did have some information there at the beginning, gave over the, you know, the film reel and, and stuff. He knows so, stuff. He just does like, he doesn't know what they're currently doing yeah. right now. I mean, maybe that extra bit of I guess of what I mean is he knows stuff from the other direction. <laughs> right. Well, he knew stuff up to a point, but then he doesn't know, like, what's happened since then and... Wilkes and all that. You know, the, yeah, the... I understand. I'm saying he knows stuff from the side of the, uh, the other side. Like, yeah. from the bad side. He knows right. stuff that they don't know. Well, they found out, but you know what I mean. Yeah. He doesn't know that they know. I don't know. That part feels like a little bit, I guess if they just go bad with him, it won't be a retread of season one. But so mm -hmm. far it feels a bit 
kind of like a retread of season one where you weren't sure right. if he was going to do the right thing, what, and then in the end he did. I think a lot of that has to do with CMM not being able to make a facial expression other than quizzical or confused. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. From my Gilmore Girls rewatch, I'm suddenly Team Tristan. But I just, I don't know. Maybe it's well, a I just combination don't understand of why he has to be there, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't dislike, for the record, <laughs> I don't Dad really Michael. Either. Sorry. So, like, I would be fine with him there if they actually had a reason for it. But... Yeah. Ray, are you still, like, loving it or? I'm enjoying it. Mm hmm. I mean, I just, it's a lot of fun, I guess, is how I feel about it in general. It's certainly a lot more fun than that other show <laughs> in this world. I'm, I don't know if I would go as far as loving it just because I, uh, I'm not, I don't know what it is. The overall story, maybe? I don't know what it is. Maybe just the, the SSR part. Like, if I didn't have to deal with the guy from SSR, what's his name? Vernon Masters? Um, yeah, Red, Red Foreman. Yes. I actually wrote it down on my piece of paper and it has Vernon Masters and in this parentheses beside it it says red. <laughs> <laughs> so I would know. <laughs> um, anyway, like that stuff, and I understand what the, like I kind of get why it's there, but it also is just detracting from the stuff I enjoy. And I'm actually really liking Dottie in there as well. I'm a little mm -hmm. sad that we've kind of lost her in this last I, I assume that maybe now we won't have her anymore for the rest of the season because she's somebody they can if she gets away she can be used again right I mean I don't know if we'll ever get another season of the show but if we do I love Anna Jarvis I do as well I should have known I should have seen that foreshadowing that she was the one in danger right I did not see that coming when they were like you knew it was walking. You were walking to a trap. I didn't. I did not see coming that it would be at Jarvis's house or Howard's house, not some kind of trap there. Like that didn't register to me. So good for them for surprising me. Right. I mean, I kept expecting something to happen with Wilkes, but I wasn't sure after he managed to get inside the thing. But I wasn't sure what, and I wasn't expecting the the turnabout there. Yeah. Um, Ken Marino is an insane person. Uh, I just love that he's playing this. Like, the only problem is, he's supposed to kind of be playing, like, a straight mob guy. But I know him. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Like, I know him so well from everything he doesn't play straight that it's very hard to take it seriously. Agreed. I still love him, but he doesn't seem dangerous to me because I'm like, come on. He's Vinny Van Plum. He's not going to hurt anybody. <laughs> Even when he just, even when he beat the guy, it's still like <laughs> it's just Ken Marino being Ken Marino, guys. Yeah, he's he's not menacing enough, I think. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think that's just from us knowing him from other stuff. I mean, I maybe a little bit, but also because he's not projecting. Yeah, menacing quite as good as he could. He's just putting on the nineteen forties of right. it. Well, exactly. I feel like I just remember remembered as I'm sitting here. I was like, why is Ken Marino involved? Like, why did they go to him for this role? But then I remember I loved him and Michael Ian Black on Reaper. That was Physique as a Butter, too. Butters. So that's where they know him, and that's why they brought him in. Sorry. They were the gay neighbors. I loved them. This has nothing to do with Agent Carter. But uh, I don't know. It's one of the shows, had my DVR not been in.
asshole this week, I would have watched first. Uh, but when I got behind on everything else, it ended up being something I watched later because it was on demand. But I, it is a show I go to. Like, it is one of my Tuesday night shows. I don't wait until later in the week typically to watch it. So, I mean, that's a sign. That's a sign of me at least enjoying it more than any of the other kind of not great stuff on the TV. I agree with that. Greg and I have replaced uh, The Flash and Arrow with Agent Carter because those two shows are awful at the moment. Amazing. <laughs> what are the four going to do when Agent Carter ends in a couple of weeks here? You but, can watch you know. uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, that's still not happening. <laughs> for either of us, for the record. So, we'll just go back to the awfulness that is The Flash and Arrow. So far, I'm really enjoying Agent Carter. I just like the whole sort of more fun vibe of sort of like the time period and how well they kind of capture that, uh, even if it's in sort of a movie way that they do so. But I don't know. I just, uh, it is one of the shows that I look forward to and, you know, would watch right away if I could. I mean, the the truth of the matter is, though, you and I and Greg and Ray are the four people watching the show. Like, well, that is not true. There are a lot of people watching it. There's a decent number of people watching the show and, a, you know, a little bit more DVR wise, but it's not a huge number. Why do you think this show? I don't know why. Doesn't pick up the because everybody, for the most part, that people I know talk that, about it online, though. So I don't yeah, know that are watching it seem to like it. And I don't know why it, it hasn't drawn. Because Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is bloodying the water, poisoning the water, the well. That is what I feel, actually, quite honestly. I don't know. It just. Uh... Did you just say honestly? <laughs> honestly. <laughs> quite honestly. I'm just not sure why people that. I mean, it started out in the first season and, and tailed off over the course of the first season, and I'm not sure, like, why. It was only eight episodes, and it was fun. And yeah, I don't know. It saddens me because I actually like these little short season things. Yeah, um, and I think it's why like every episode seems fun and to me doesn't feel like a waste because I feel like you know we only have a limited number. Yeah. So I wish more people would get behind that, but yeah. Also, the other why. thing though, the way they build this show, it would be it's highly bingeable. Yeah, because everything picks up right where the last thing left off, and so it's it really very is much like, like Alias one. in that way because they always ended on a cliffhanger and then started right away. Yeah, it just it's it'll be like you know a seven eight hour you know like a seven and a half hour right movie for if you were to watch it you know later on. So everybody, give yourself a chance and give yourself a chance. Give the show a chance. And write to your congressman. I mean, my, my concern is... <laughs> write to the new head of ABC. Uh, my concern there is that... That's the concern right there. <laughs> Steve, what's the name? Paul Lee championed Agent Carter and renewed Agent Carter against yeah. people's better judgment. And now he's gone, and I don't know that it will stand a chance. That's my thought as well. It does seem like with the way that it's going this season, ratings-wise, that... Uh, the new spinoff could become the new mid-season filler or something like that. Yeah, but I don't know if the new spinoff is going to be as hot either because that was a Paul Lee champion show as well. And who needs a show about Bobby and and what's his name? Well, I don't know, but there's also no word on like what type of run that show is going to have either. I don't know. I'm sure everything stopped once they uh, started. If I'd be a huge fan of 
turning them all into 13 episode series and you get uh-huh. a 13 episode block of agent Carter and a 13 episode block of the spinoff and a 13 episode block of, of shield. And, uh, they could create tight stories. Maybe you should take over from, uh, Channing Dungey. And then they'd have 39 weeks of programming. That is, it'd just be, there would always be something on. What I really hope comes from this whole Channing Dungey thing is that Francie, gets a job somewhere. Marion Dungey's sister is the new head of ABC. Like on the uh the new uh law show or whatever that uh that Peggy Carter is uh, signed up to be doing. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but the good news is and I read the article about Peggy Carter signing on or whatever, Haley Atwell selling signing on for a new um pod what's it called? Pilot. Is that it, it her contract for this new show says that she will be able to like she had to be allowed to be able to film Agent Carter. So at least that's not going to prevent it. Anyway, that's Agent Carter. We're yeah. into it. I'm I'm really enjoying it. I've I'm kind of liking the you know, the, all of a sudden the uh the couple weeks of double episodes here. Uh-huh. I could do without the Sousa Carter thing at this point. Really? But I could. I'm done with that romance. Well, I like them. I don't dislike them. I just don't care enough about that so have Understood. it be a plot point <laughs> Understood. if we could just anyway. get more of peggy and dotty fighting that would be yes. i'd be fine with that <laughs> i could do fine with peggy and dotty and jarvis just that being the threesome that's on the show that'd hmm. be fine with you know anna jarvis coming in because anyway so that's agent carter that's our take moving on to baby daddy season five episode three vengeance is this the episode where Bonnie wanted a divorce right away? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I mean, of course she would. She's, I guess. <laughs> they had to have, because, because you can't have a happy couple right away. There had to be some kind of strife or something. Um, but I do like that Brad was then like, I'm leaving you. And she didn't have to get a divorce because he's leaving the country. But they're going to stay married, which is just classic Bonnie. Of course, Ben. This is the episode also where he hired the girl to ruin her, yes. right? <laughs> That's what the, the title refers to. <laughs> when he brought the old guy in to pretend that he stole the yearbook, like the old friend, and then he's like, yeah, I'm a therapist now. <laughs> clearly Ben needs help. Oh, my God. I just, there's something so easy about watching this show. I laugh start to finish. It's one of the my favorite comedies to catch up on in the week. Sure, it can be cheesy, but... These people are really, really funny, and I really like them. And my life without Tucker Dobbs would be yeah. horrible. Oh my god! I think this is the one right where, where Ben is like trying to <laughs> pretend like he's a hard ass, and he's like, "If you steal all, if I catch you stealing olives," and Tucker's like, "Okay, dude, sorry." And he pulls olives out of his <laughs> pocket. And I love it if they have a callback later where Danny's like, "Did you hear Tucker stealing olives?" Like it was just. <laughs> Oh, I just love it. I love the shenanigans they get into. I I wish that Tucker and Bonnie were together all the time in a comedy. When, a couple weeks ago when they were going dancing to try and go marry her. And oh my God, we dance. That's what we're, oh my God, they're so funny. Ugh. People should be watching this show. So what do you think of the whole Danny and Riley of it all? I'm glad they're together. Yeah, I don't need it to be any more than they're together. Yeah, and they... I don't either. <laughs> I'm glad that Ben's adventuring with other women 
and trying to, you know, hire them to fire them, even though he's falling for them. Yeah. I like, I like in the last few episodes we've had, we've had Riley telling Ben that there's one thing in common with all his relationships and that it's him. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is the problem. Uh, and I also liked in this last one where in all his talking about what he's going to do, she goes over and gives him a hug and is like, boy, did I dodge a bullet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like that they're past the whole, uh, I mean, Ben still says things like, you mean my brother's marrying the girl or like dating the girl in my dreams? Like Ben still does that kind of stuff. Um, but I think that I'm glad they're past like the emotional, like uh, Ben's upset about whatever stuff that they had been dwelling on a little bit. Agreed. I like them as friends. I like that the baby mama keeps as tried a couple different times even after having the baby to get the attention of Ben. And he's completely oblivious <laughs> as would only happen with that character. Yes, I like that it mirrors how he was completely oblivious to Riley liking him. Yes. For so I long. Statement. I agree with that statement fully. Uh, on that note, Baby Daddy is a show we all feel you should be watching. So get on it. Get on it, folks! The 100, Season 3, Episode 5, Hockledama. <laughs> I don't know. I was just waiting for how it was going to sound. Hakeldama? I don't really know. Um, but it should just be called Everything's Sad and Nobody's Happy, and I wish that Allie would be shot in the face. That's the subtitle of this episode. You wish who would be shot in the face? Allie. I can't stand the City of Light storyline. I want it gone. I hate Erica Chera's acting, or lack thereof. She hasn't even had anything to do. <laughs> I think that's why I hate it. She's just so much like, I don't know. Although we did finally get how the thing works. I have no idea how the thing works. Well, it, it, only if you've swallowed the that's thing. That's what that... she said. Sorry. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Uh, All right, go ahead. Because <laughs> <laughs> I realized what I was interrupting with Jason saying as well. Sorry, go on. <laughs> I don't know. Now I'm, sorry. I... I'm two years old. Now Jason has to figure out how to uh, phrase. <laughs> no, no. Only those from swallowing the pill. No, no, but now I'm only picturing what are they doing and they don't know that it works. But... Oh, God. <laughs> But no, once you take the pill and it jacks you into the matrix, that's okay. when you can now see her. So it that's why we now the see The pill that, doesn't just make you straight up nuts. Well, I think it... Here, it, take this crazy pill, crazy. I don't know that it's actually a pill. I think it's more of like a, a mechanism that... It's a, the sacred symbol, whatever the hell that means. Yeah, but it basically jacks you into, you know, hooks you up to the matrix and he's carrying the backpack that allows you, you know, that's carrying her Once around. you drop a little acid... You can believe in City of Light. Yes, so. Yeah, that whole storyline, I'm not a, a big fan. And I also, I didn't know there was any, like, that when you hooked in there that it takes all your pain away or whatever. Or Well, that's what makes you think it's drugs because, I mean, that's at least that's what I think. That Yes. It's not so much that it takes your pain away. It's that you stop feeling the pain, which that's totally a... Yeah, well, I think it's something, I mean, once you have it in you, it could be cutting that type of stuff so you don't notice that, you know, maybe you don't feel that. Uh, it also allows you to see her. It yeah. also would allow you to see the 
the so-called city of light, which is basically just you know a computer. Dead people are world. in the city of light too. And it also that's important. Also, once you take that, it seems that it uploads your consciousness or your you know the sort of perfect you or whatever to the into the computer system. But so far, I could care less I I about any that of part. that. I could care less about any of it. I'm more interested in it now that they're bringing Raven into that storyline, but they they need to move a little faster on that. You've seen a couple of people get killed, and then their persona is still in, quote-unquote, in the Matrix. So once you get jacked in, it seems that it downloads your data. This is he likes this week. <laughs> and, uh, Jack, get jacked in. That's right. <laughs> uh, I'm not... I guess it depends on how much you believe that that is uh, truth, I guess. <laughs> I guess it, it depends on how much you believe in the City of Light, whether you believe that what we're seeing there after people die is really... It's just them in a computer system. They're no longer there. I don't understand it. I don't care for it. It's just it's just popping them into like a virtual reality world. I'll tell you what I don't care for. Bellamy being a dick. <laughs> I get some of it, but not the going as far as he did. And then also, even though he says, I think we went too far, he still doesn't, like, come back from it. We went too far. Maybe the 300th kill should have told us that we went too far. <laughs> well, it was 299. Well, you know, they left when we alive. were Yeah, that, that's true. <laughs> swear. I don't know. I guess we needed him to, like, be antagonistic, but also for us to root for him. I don't know. I don't know. No, I just. I mean, I believe that they good ever happens. I'm so like. I don't get the. I still don't. I mean, I get why Pike would be, you know, out for revenge and stuff like that. But I also don't get just the idea that every that so many people there would get behind that. Oh, I believe that. And but the but the whole the whole idea is. Is yeah, you have automatic weapons, but they don't have unlimited bullets, and the grounders have thousands and thousands of people. That you know, even with the automatic weapons, after a time, you could overwhelm, uh, you know, that smaller group of people, and it just doesn't make sense exactly to me that you would. Uh, well, my response that to that way. would be that. It's not like these people are really experienced in this. <laughs> so I believe what you're saying is all true, but that that is exactly what we're going to see happen is that that they are not thinking it through fully. Um, they're letting their emotions get the best of them there. Um, I mean, I still don't quite understand even, I don't know if this is just a, if it's just something we're supposed to accept or if there's actually something more to how they could possibly have totally massacred those people without any of, without any of them coming back with any kind of, like, I don't believe that they could have shot all of those people without <laughs> somebody fighting, I guess is what right. I'm saying. Well, they, they kind of tried to tell you how that worked as they were facing the other direction and they took out the, you know, the archers and the spotters first, it, and some of the, a good number of them were asleep, and so. Okay, sure, I'm saying I don't believe that completely, because I don't believe that number of people, once you start firing those guns. Right. Not all of those people were 
peace, like the majority of them were not peaceful people. So as soon as they would have perceived any kind of threat, we've seen how they act. So I don't know what, and again, I'm not saying, I don't know whether the show is purposely like they didn't show it to us. So is that because they want us just to believe that? Or is that actually going to be something later? I don't know. I mean, I think part of the reason they didn't show it to us as well is because it, it would make Bellamy completely unredeemable uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> at that point. You know what I mean? Like you can't, if we see Bellamy do that stuff, I don't know that he could come back from it. He's already pretty close to the edge for me. So. Yes. What was I going to say? I like Octavia and Clark and how they're working together and how they're working with Kane and Abby and how they have this little faction, you know, that is still working against Pike and, Man, Lexa's really in love with Clark, huh? She's not gonna go. She's not gonna re- like get vengeance for the three hundred of her people that died because Clark was like, "But I don't want you to, because I love you." Sometimes I don't know if I believe that's why. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, I, it's I also I can I can see I that believe- I can see Clark's argument there too, but I can also see that just them like not retaliating would just egg Pike on to be like, Oh, we could just go take out some more. Like there. Yeah. Uh, like, like it, he, he wasn't really provoked to take these ones out. And so them not calling in all the armies. Yeah. The problem here is that there has to be some kind of punishment. Like you can't totally not have blood for blood. Yeah, well, um, something's ultimately got to happen. But the thing that it's that it's the type of thing like we already saw one time where they had thousands of people <laughs> surrounding that camp, and they had some, you know, they had some automatic weapons and stuff like that at the time, and they were they were pretty sure that they were going to get wiped out then. And now with a few more people and a few more weapons, all of a sudden they don't think that. Well, they're a lot more organized now. They've gotten a lot of stuff out of the mountain. I think that they're, I think you could make an argument for that they are a little more prepared for that type of thing now. But again, you're talking about Pike coming in and Pike hasn't been there. I think it's more going to be about his inexperience, him thinking he knows everything, but clearly he doesn't really. And he's not willing to listen to learn it either. Right. So I am interested to see if they're going to do an episode or something that kind of shows us Farm Station and and how they were and what transpired and what maybe puts them in the state of mind that they're in. Instead of just the couple of stories that we've heard of them losing like yeah. people. Like, I don't think so. Does it, I just, just doesn't seem to be their style. It is the type of like thing that, that the, the thing that the show does is is, you know, they killed the Ice Queen, which was the major hurdle. The Ice Nation was the major problem. It was also the problem that that the farm station had had dealt with most, and now that had sort of been taken care of. But then in the meantime, they like go off the rails themselves, and because unfortunately you can't just uh, send an email or something to say, "Hey, we right. did this." You've got to like travel cross country and stuff. I'm not sure it would have. So the the thing is that they had such a vengeance. I'm not sure. It really would have mattered even if they had known as far from Pike's point of view. Well, it might not have mattered from Pike's point of view, but it might have mattered from. Well, it could have stopped the election. What Kane, what Kane or Abby or something could have said, you know, about what was going on. And maybe, maybe that changes something. But 
but ultimately it's always uh something's always going wrong and it'll be interesting to see where they go where they go next it, it looks like i guess they're going to with the city of light stuff they're going to be dealing with that now that raven's sucked down that little disc and uh, it's, yeah, it's the feeling sacred no pain. Sim- I really don't care about John Murphy either. Like, what purpose does he serve? The voice of reason. John Murphy? Well, against Jaha. Oh, I guess. That's true. Because <laughs> uh, he's the one who really understands how crazy, how that craziness is, is working. So I feel like he's, in the end, going to end up being the person who's like, um, you need to be watching that dude. <laughs> True. I mean, I do think it's crazy. That's what I'm saying. Like, when I say, you're making me side with John Murphy, there's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is very true. Yeah, the, yeah, then, uh, You've yeah. taken way too many of your, your little discs. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, spent too much time meditating in, in, the, in the City of Light. I did tweet about this, but I couldn't say as much as I wanted to because Twitter only allows 140. But I, I love the show. I still really enjoy watching it. It's just so dark that I I have trouble keeping on with it because there's no hope in sight. Nothing good ever happened. Yeah, all the uh all the uh, like sort of the quote unquote good times were between seasons and we didn't get to see that. Right. <laughs> Which is, you know, like you said they've they've built up that camp, you know, some and and uh stuff like that and so there was some sort of peaceful times and slightly happier times. I mean, not for everybody, obviously, you know, there's a few characters that are still, uh, because the, you know, they lost people or whatever that are freaking out, but we didn't get to see that. We came back as things started to go. My issue is, is more the expansion of the, like, while I want to see more of the world and the people who are on the ground, I guess, Uh I don't, I don't know how, None of them were ever seeing any of them in their satellite pictures, but okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, seriously, if like they have fires lit or they have like, I don't know. But the the one problem with the expansion, it means we've gone so far from our core group of people, right. um, and the people that I care about, like those little moments that we used to get a lot of in between the, and I think that's really where you're getting it, right? Because there was never actually that very many happy times but there were a lot of moments between individuals where we had like some happiness or we had some good you know what I mean whatever yeah um and we're not really getting as much of that because we have a lot more people on the stage and so we don't really have the core people or the people I care about to be getting those things with and the core people Um, are sort of all split up as well right and, they, and yes, that is the other aspect of it. Like, because we have to have a tie into these other people, our core people are split up amongst those people. So it's just kind of, it's a little off-putting in the sense of, like, I, I miss those moments while I'm enjoying, like, I guess, seeing the world. We're not really any further than we ever were. But, I mean, it's just that all of a sudden we can see all these people. <laughs> But in general, I feel like that's part of the issue. I mean, I I'm still love the show, so it's not like I'm saying I don't love the show, but I do see what you're yeah. saying, Amory, and I do yeah. think that that is part of it. For me, that's p- 
part of what I'm feeling is like, I'm not as emotionally invested. And I think that's because we don't get as much, um, stuff between the people I like and the, and I mean, like for instance, in the first episode, the stuff in the car, like that, that stuff wasn't really happy, but it was a moment of, yeah. Um, lightness or, you know what I mean? Like there was humor in there and that's what we haven't been getting as much of because we don't have those people that would have that kind of moments between them happen. So I need some of the less heavy relationships, I guess. Which I think is why they tried to like put kind of the bar in there because they do have that. But they're not really doing much with it. It's only really a place Jasper can freak out on everybody. It seems like this is a place to get into to get into fights or get pissed off at somebody else. Throw some things on the floor. Yeah. Have arguments. So anywho. That's the hundred. Moving on to the Blacklist, season three, episode fifteen, Drexel. Um remind me what happened. This was there the was one webcams. with the artist. Yes, webcams. Um, yeah, he was using the webcams, but he was the artist that killed somebody and then posed them. And so Tom's the in the big, hospital, right? So the so and the doctor ex fiance is in on Red's pay, whatever. Um, I guess the big thing that comes from this is a they're not she's not going to give up the baby, and two is he looking for is her mother not dead? I'm guessing that because he's or, looking for Rostova. That's supposed to be her mother, right? Because that's her name. She was the. Yeah, he's still he's looking for something there with that file that. Because uh... he went to that place and he's like, I'm looking for Agent Rostova or whatever he was looking for, and that was her name. And I thought there was this big deal about how she died, but I guess she's not dead. If she's Lena Olin, that'd be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> because that would be awesome. I thought she was supposed to be blonde though. But maybe... Hey, Lena Olin can dye her hair or wear a wig. That's true. There's episodes of Alias where she had a blonde wig. It'll all work out. Her hair can't be any worse than what's her faces, so. <laughs> exactly. She looks fine with her blonde hair. Now her stupid wig's back on. Maybe with part of her staying away is that she's dyed her hair. <laughs> yeah, maybe she's a brunette Norwegian now. She's not Russian anymore. Uh, but anyway, I'm glad that Tom was protected from the FBI because of the doctor. I'm not really sure how exactly that works. They just take him on his word. I don't know. Um, Because I do like Tom, and I don't want him to be gone. And I kind of feel like they need to make Wrestler not so much of a tool. I don't know that there's anything specific in this episode that makes me think that about him. This was the episode (laughs) where he was betting that she was going to keep the baby, so... I just feel like... I know, but it's weird that all of a sudden he's having that reaction when I was sure that from the previous episode they were building up to he was going to get he was going to freak out about the idea of her giving up the baby because that was he made those comments several times in those that previous episode. that You just don't give up your baby. And then in this episode, he's like and then he's fine with it. I'm just like, okay, I don't get what's Are they going to have a story where wrestler was given up and his mother's a spy, too, or something? And she's Lena Olin and then their sister and brother. And then they can't I don't think so. have their relationship that I want them to have? I don't think so. I think it was truly a... <laughs> I'm just ignoring that you part. Don't think it was like truly totally that. crazy and completely plausible I story. I don't think it's totally crazy, no. like <laughs> Not in this show that it's hard to follow Like what exactly is going on. Like What was the portrait at the end supposed to be? Well, that he she was standing over Reddington's grave. 
Yeah, I mean, is, is that somebody? Well, what I didn't understand Basically, somebody there, sending him a death threat, or yeah, her dead mother, Lena Olin. <laughs> what I didn't understand there was was that the reason he was going after the artist, or was he going after the artist because he knew about the webcams? Like it was kind of a weird. Like I like we never really got the direct answer as to why Reddington cared about this guy, which they always are pretty good about saying. Now, why did Reddington? <laughs> And we get the answer to it. Yeah, like previously he was going after the butterfly lady because, you know, he wanted to get the daughter back so that he could get the file from this other lady. Right. Like there's always a reason he gives up the person he's giving up. So I couldn't tell if it was because he needed to find that guy to get that paint. But I don't know how he knew. Yeah. Because he looked so it was kind like of he didn't know things. that that painting existed. Right. So I couldn't figure out why he was doing it. And I mean, unless he really like at first I was like, well, maybe he needed like all of those webcams because he's looking for her. Right. Um, but then there was no follow-up to that. So I was just like, okay, I don't get why Reddington want, wanted to go after these guys. Well, I mean, following, maybe it was just He was that following that, he was following that path and he thought that when he got to that guy that had the painting that he was possibly finding somebody else or, or something else. I guess. I don't know if it was more of a, like a... That wasn't exactly what he was expecting to find, or, uh, or something. It's uh, it's confusing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. What we're saying is it's confusing. We're still watching. Yeah, I'm still watching because I enjoy, I like enjoy the episodes, and I enjoy you know it, mostly it's. I'm like, okay that I'm confused. I'm not. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's what we're being told a story, so I'm okay with it. Yeah. I mean, I need they need to figure out what to do about that pregnancy, but. That's true. Because what is she going to do with a baby? We can't have no baby in the show unless they're going to end the show. Come on. Well, Tom's just going to be a stay-at-home dad. Okay. She'll, <laughs> her baby will constantly be in danger because she's not wrong about that. <laughs> true. Tom will be a stay-at-home dad with the, you know, the dude across the way in the apartment. Right. <laughs> that will be the babysitter. It'll be, it'll be uh, you know, and, you know, Red will show up every once in a while. So, you know, they're... I do think it's interesting. There was one just kind of throwaway line of dialogue where Harold was like, Dembe called. He gave us a location. Like, Dembe, like, just calls them. Yeah. Like, they, it just struck me as really funny that, like, Dembe's just a guy that calls with tips and they're yeah, like, 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 oh, Red, Dembe called. Here's where we need to go. Like, Red's found out this information. He's like, uh, Dembe, tell them uh, what we found so far. Right. It's just, and that was funny to me. That's the blacklist, I think. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say that while you kind of, feel confused i don't totally feel that it's a confusion like that at some point it won't make sense right i still feel like at some point some of this stuff will click in i guess what i need to know now is because tom very heavily implied that red is her father <laughs> so i'm back to that like what right what's the relationship here yeah, yeah. i think that that's it's that's also getting to be there needs to be an actual answer. Yeah. Well, we've talked about that type of stuff before in these types of shows is the longer you go with keeping something out there, the better the explanation needs to be and the less likely it's going to be a good explanation. Right. Correct. Uh, and so the more they keep putting this off, it's either going to be something completely obvious or it's going to be something that you just go, what? That's that's what we've been waiting for three years or four years or whenever they finally get around to saying what it is, it's getting to be where we're way at the point where there's too much buildup 
and the the payoff is likely to just fall flat. Yeah, exactly. So we'll see what the payoff becomes. And now for our final episode, I mean our final show. A very special episode of Mom. Mom, season three, episode 12, Diabetic Lesbians and a Blushing Bride. Now, I was still surprised and was still interested by what turn the episode took. I feel like they projected a little bit too much or they they kind of told us that something was going to happen to Jody by the previously on that was 40 minutes long about how much they loved her. Yeah, and that was, and if you happen to have saw a promo for the episode. Yeah, you can, any well, of the promos combined with that. I actually thought something was going to happen to Marjorie, um, just based on how it was her wedding. And well, but then as we, soon as I yeah. saw the previouslys, I was like, okay, I guess the big thing at the end is going to be Jody. Yeah, that was that was the thing. Like, if you saw the preview, it could have been, you know, there was only one main person that wasn't on screen for it, right. where they're like on where she's on the phone, and so then you're like, that that's a possibility. But then, like you said, as soon as they show like the previouslys, and then she's she's a character on the show again then you're like okay that's especially when they're talking about she's doing something that she probably shouldn't be doing right then you're like okay that's where they're going and it's too bad because i like the dynamic of her with the group of older ladies you know and and her being like the the 19 year old and, and stuff i thought that 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 occasionally added an extra dynamic that was good but uh you know that's what, the, but this what this show does though is, is while it's a comedy, it does it takes this subject matter seriously. And also, Young and Hungry is a comedic anchor on Freeform, so we knew she wasn't joining the show forever. But I I will say this, I am see excited these cares, to, you guys. I'm excited though to see the fallout more than I was to see this like because everybody's talking about how this was like a big episode. I'm interested to see kind of where it goes from here because she ignored her and they didn't tell Marjorie. So there's going to be fallout from both sides of this. And it is totally shocking, you know, overdoses like that or whatever happen all the time, especially to recovering addicts. You know what I mean? Like, so that, that I understand. I just, you can't project what's going to happen and then expect me to be completely surprised by it. But I mean, still I w- solid work at the end of the episode by the actors what i have to say about that yes i thought their reactions were moving yeah. i don't care about jody so <laughs> um i don't mean that in a heartless way i mean like they haven't they haven't shown us enough or done enough with her that i would care about her except for how what happened is going to affect christy right um and i do think it is going to affect her because it was her first the first person that she was sponsoring and Yes, as we see, she doesn't take her phone call. Like, she puts her off. Although, really, she's going to blow that into more than it is when, really, you have no way of knowing that that's the moment. Right, right. Like, you've been there for her for so many other moments. (laughs) And in this particular case, you've already done a lot to warn her, and she's already blowing you off. So I can see where Christy is probably going to go with it, and I think it is going to be probably a blow to Christy and a step back for Christy, especially since Marjorie is about to be gone for a little bit of time. And Marjorie is really the person that Christy calls when she's having difficulty. Mm -hmm. She's her sponsor. Um, So I feel like we are leading to something here with Christy. And so I, I am interested to see how that plays out because the show does do really good in following through. Like they don't just drop these things. 
Right. But yeah, this episode itself, I didn't think overall, I mean, that last scene is really good, but overall I didn't think it was anything extraordinary, I guess, right. standing out no, among all the others. Um, Just because, like Jason said, they do the drama stuff so well that it wasn't a sudden turn for a show like this to take that direction. Right. Yeah, I mean, they've already had... Well, having her... Having uh, Christy's father die and... And having Alice and Jenny fall off the wagon, like... That's what I, that's what I mean by they take... You know, they take this all... Uh, all seriously, even though it's a comedy, and I think they ride that line really well. And the show, while taking the subject matter seriously, continues to be funny, right. but not in a like not where they're making fun of the situation. It's sort of the gallows humor type of thing, where these people have sort of you buy that they're these characters, and they sort of have the right to make fun of these right. types of situations and stuff. But then when something really devastating happens, they also, they play it for what it is. Right. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see where they, where they go. I mean, I, I would rather her not fall off the wagon since we did, I feel like just get that with Bonnie. Yeah. But I do feel like she's probably going to feel like she has taken several step backs. Like she's not a good sponsor. You know what I mean? Like I feel like she'll struggle with it and I, I hope that's where they go with it, um, but I'm interested to see where they go. Yes. So that's prime time for the week, gang. Little reality check. Survivor, the first episode was so good. I already love and hate so many people. And when that woman had a tiny worm crawling around in her ear, I wanted to die. And then was convinced that I would have a tiny worm crawling around in my ear. <laughs> and that I would need to wear pantyhose on my head, much like Sabrina from Raising Hope. I did not let it get that far, but I thought about it. It was just a really solid episode. I really love the show. Uh, compared to my next show, The Amazing Race, where, ugh, these people are so insufferable. They just, they, they spend their lives in front of a YouTube camera or like a camera or a webcam. So they just buy, like they try harder than they need to, to be on camera or to have a camera reaction. And it's just like, be a real person. And also, if that one girl doesn't stop calling her dad, daddy, I can't handle it. Like, it, she's like 20-something and he's like 60. So, and he's her real father. But it just sounds gross in a, like, Anna Nicole Smith, Howard Marshall kind of way. Like, daddy, daddy. It's just gross. I need it to stop. So that's my thoughts on The Amazing Race. I did end up, and the only reason I ended up watching it, I didn't actually set my recording for it, um, but I had CBS on Friday night, the other night, and it allowed me to just kind of back up and check it out. God, there's some awful people on the show. Um, Top Chef, Philip is finally gone. Glad he's gone. I couldn't stand him. I am mad that Karen's gone, though, because now there's only one female chef left, Marjorie. And... I feel like she's not a great chef, so she's probably not going to win. <laughs> That's my thoughts on Top Chef. And then Project Runway All-Stars. Why is Daniel Franco still there? He's the worst. And so is Mitchell. They're terrible designers. Anyway, that's my reality check. It's time now for TV recommendations. This is where we need, like, do-do-do-do-do, like, music in the background. 
It's time now for my recommendation this week is my current favorite television series, which is saying a lot because I watch 150 TV shows, it feels like. American Crime, season two on ABC, is killing me. It's killing me slowly every episode and makes me cry. Uh, this past episode, episode seven, I couldn't breathe while I was watching it because I didn't know what was going to happen next. And then what happened happened, and I got really sad for everybody involved. And the show is just super depressing, but so well done. And it's like uncomfortable to watch, but in the best way. It's so different than what season one was, where I stopped after two episodes. Season two is unreal because it's so real. And also, Felicity Huffman's character is a dick, and so is Emily Burgle's character. They're the worst. So my recommendation is American Crime. It airs Wednesdays at 10, and you have time now to catch up on all seven episodes before episode eight airs next week. <laughs> That's a lot of episodes in one week. Yeah, it's a gut punch, too. It'll take you, it'll take you places. Yeah, especially for a serious drama like that. That's uh... yeah. But you know what? It's so worth it. Did you watch the first season? I, in my glowing review of five seconds ago, I said I watched two, two episodes of it. Okay, I missed that. I was... I was looking ahead at my. What you're saying is you stopped listening. At at my uh, at my recommendation, so this one this one the subject matter like uh, hooked you just, more. It's the it's characters or the situation. It it's interesting because the actors are the same yeah. except for younger actors. Like the adult actors are pretty much everybody that we've already seen, but in new roles, and it's just written differently. It's the subject matter is just it, it's basically about consent among teenagers and then gay teenagers and do that does that matter and uh and then school shootings and race wars it's just and the the young actors on the show connor jessup who i loved on falling skies is just his work is unrivaled here maybe rivaled only by joey polari who's his attacker in the show oh oh it's unreal anywho that's my recommendation. Right. I had to let that settle. I had to let people feel the weight of yes, my feelings. Yes, right. that's right. That's why I didn't jump in on there. Uh -huh. I, just, I just let it sit there for a second. Now, Jason. That's also why I didn't jump in. Yeah. My Jason. recommendation is Warehouse 13. I was looking ahead or looking at the uh, what was coming out on DVD and stuff. and uh, Did you jump up and down with excitement? Well, the complete series is coming out on Blu-ray, which is pretty interesting because not a lot of stuff actually gets released out to Blu-ray. So the whole thing is is getting released as of Tuesday, Fe uh, February twenty third. September. <laughs> I was going well, to say Feb twenty third, like I was cook putting that all together. Feb twenty third. September third. Feb twenty third. <laughs> now I was going to say Feb twenty third. Oh, it's uh, so funny. But uh, but anyways, Tuesday, February twenty third is when uh, it comes out, and it has you know all the episodes of all the seasons, as well as the holiday episodes and the crossover episode with Eureka and uh, you know a bunch of other gag reels and whatnot on it as well. But it just uh, reminded me of a show that I really liked when it was on, and. If you've never seen it, it's a fun, you know, sci-fi procedural with, uh, you know, some fun characters. And uh, that's my recommendation is something to add, something to add to the list if you like those type of shows and never watched it when it was on. There you have it. Ray? 
Um, my recommendation is actually an online show. Um, the catering show is what it's called. It is a spelled with a K, by the way, because the two hosts are Kate, sorry, Kate McClellan, McClellan and Kate McCartney, and they are Australian comedians. Um, so it's kind of like, um, they call it a cooking show for those with food allergies. Actually, that's not what they say. They say, um, creating food intolerant friendly meals because one of the comedians has learned that she has a bunch of food allergies, but it's actually like a parody of the various types of cooking shows. And it pokes fun at some of the diet and food trends in the, in the world these days. Anyway, um, it's only like six episodes and they're all under 10 minutes each, but it's really funny. So I just thought I would recommend it. So if you're a food, if you're like a food network fan type of thing, you would, uh, you would like this as a sort of a spoof of of that type of genre? Yes, I think you would enjoy it as a spoof of that type of genre. But I think in general, if you like comedy, these guys are funny. So, um, I mean, they're both well-known Australian comedians. So, um, and, and, you know, one is the straight man to the other one. So, uh, anyway, um, and then the there will be a new season coming out. I don't actually know for international, but I know that it comes out in Australia for sure in April. So. Um, if you watch now, you won't have to wait too long for some new stuff if you like it. So I'm just thought right. I'd recommend it because I blew through them in one, probably an hour. It wasn't very long. Nice. always like finding new funny things to watch and enjoy. So those are our recommendations. You can find links to our recommendations. Recommendations. I said that funny. And the news stories we talked about. The news story we talked about in the show notes <laughs> at tvtimes3.com slash 311. This episode was sponsored by 311. <laughs> I was now, like, wait, what? <laughs> they've put out their 13th studio album, I think it was, and Jason has never heard them. I may have heard the songs and stuff like that, but the band name doesn't uh, ring a bell. But I'm not like a huge... 311 put their first album out in 1993. Music person, so... Um, Jason will include a link to 311.com in the notes. Uh, next week, Jason will Since be they back. sponsored us? Surprise, surprise. They don't even know it, but... Next week, Jason will be back with a couple of guests. That's right. That's very specific. Next week, I will be at a party in New York City. Nice. All right, rub it in. If anybody has a question for the cast of Gotham, send it my way. That's what I do not have a ca- question. Right in with David Mazin. Is, is your um, is Ray? Is your question why are you Amory? Are you still watching the show? Or? Possibly. Or is it? Or is it Amory? Are you even watching the show? I am watching every single. I know. I she watches it because she watches it with her dad. Yes, so. that's yes. correct. I, that's I do know that she watches. Yes. It. Yes. That said, I really like the cast. <laughs> I like how you specify. <laughs> I don't know that I love the show. No. Um, <laughs> sorry, folks. But still send me questions because I obviously want of my own. Um, all um, right. All right. All right. Have all fun right. on your uh, your, your many <laughs> your your trips aplenty yes. uh, here for the next few weeks, Amory. Safe exactly. travels. And uh, thank you. Don't get into too much trouble with Kurt. Oh, I will try not to. But let's be real. We're going to. All right, guys. Hasta luego. Ciao. Adios.
Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> I mean, we haven't talked about it in this in our group since, you know, all of us. What are we thinking of the season? Did we like it? Amory. Amory. Oh. Your audio's okay. gone uh, I think funky. it's because my, my <laughs> microphone moved under my ear. Okay. Like, but it's okay now. Can you hear me now? <laughs> yes. Can you repeat everything you just said? Because yes. I was like, uh... yes, absolutely. All of, a, yeah, all of a sudden, it was like you had swallowed the microphone. <laughs> you were talking. <laughs> I was just saying, it's just well, so it just because it mirrors how he used to be completely too. Um, what's her face? Oh my God! Right. I don't know. I don't know what just happened there. What did you say? I like how it mirrors how he used to be completely oblivious. Yeah, now your audio's gone kind of wonky. Is it fine now? No. Hello? Now is it normal? No. No, it's still kind of garbled. Is it normal? Now it sounds like you hid in the closet. <laughs> It's like you're podcasting from a closet. Well, you can get good. You can get good audio from a closet. You know, sure. nice sound and dampening. Sound now. Uh, better. It's not garbled. You're just in a closet. I don't understand why I'm in a closet. It sounds fine now. You were saying um, that it mirrors what he was and how he was oblivious to. Hopefully, I'll be able to cut that in right there. Oh, there you go. Ray has opened the uh, closet door and closet door inside <laughs> behind. It's the burglars left or whatever was it. <laughs> I have no idea what was happening. It's hysterical. None of that was important enough that you have to keep it, Jason. <laughs> I do like our closet jokes, though. They were fun. Uh...